Hey, folks, this is the one you subscribe to. This is the reason you listen to this podcast all year long. It's this one. I mean, yeah, the Super Bowl one's a pretty big one. We do some fun political episodes, too. But this is the one. This is the, the gambling-centric one. Have you filled out your bracket yet? Everybody has a bracket, whether you do it in an online uh, game you know, with an app or do you just do it the old-fashioned way? You print it out, you give it to people in their office, and they each put in a couple of bucks. There's so many ways to do it. And then, of course, there's the betting on the tournament. There's the betting on the brackets. There's the betting on the individual games. And BovadaSportsbook.com has all of it. The head odds maker there is Patrick Morrow. And Patrick, so again, we, we have this conversation, but it's, it's, it's worth repeating. The Super Bowl is the biggest. The politics is probably like a 1A. This is right up there, right? This is, this is as big a time for any sports book as it ever is. Absolutely, Seth. Um, the amount of focus that we are now able to give to NCAA basketball. I mean, don't get me wrong. We have the odds up all year. We've got the futures betting. We've got player props. That's happening when these games start right out of the gate in November. But now we can give so much of our attention, our undivided attention to it. NFL craziness last week notwithstanding. So that means limits are up. Uh, more live betting, more player props, regional betting. Will a 16 seed upset a one? Uh, it's all there. It's, it's funny. I'm actually watching this stuff populate in front of my eyes as we're continuing to add this stuff to the website. So it is a massive time for us at Bavada. And it is it, it, honestly just a fun time of year as well. I, I love this. We are in similar regions of the world, Seth, so we can appreciate that the weather's getting better. Uh, we got the good news about baseball. It's just, I'm amped this week. I'm excited. I am ready to go. How much did Tom Brady screw with all your odds planning? <laughs> that was a good one. Now, actually, we were pretty on top of it. I, I checked the tweet versus when we closed and we had it down under two minutes. Uh, having said that, I am stunned. And maybe I should stop talking about how people should be using Twitter as part of their betting strategy, because in just two minutes, we took five figures and bets on Tampa Bay at 35 to one to win the Super Bowl. And they are now all the way down to nine to nine to one with the return of Tom Brady. But I, I did dabble in that myself. So I've got to say that even though I'm a company man, I might be quietly rooting for a Bucks and Broncos Super Bowl next year. The interesting part about uh, what Brady did, I want to be clear before I rip him. Uh, and yes, they were <laughs> deflated. They were deflated footballs. Sure. Um, he should have been suspended. He should not have been able to participate in that Super Bowl. Um, as a member of the media, it is not your right. It is not your privilege to tell an athlete when to retire. If Tom Brady wants to play until he's 70, if a team will employ him, that's his prerogative. You are not an athlete and you haven't walked a minute in his shoes. So it is never appropriate for an athlete to, to a, for a media member to ever tell an athlete to retire ever. That said, if you go through the pomp and circumstance and the accolades of the, the, the retirement process, if they praise you and they call you things and they, they give the statues and the, all the chatter about what, Tom Brady's and then you come back 
then you're no better than Brett Favre or Roger Ooh. Clemens or any of these yim-yams who did the same exact thing. What I find insulting is the retirement process. Again, if Tom Brady says at the end of last season, I'm thinking about it mm. and doesn't say he's walking away and then decides he's coming back with all the speculation, kind of like there was for Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Aaron Rodgers never said I'm quitting. He said he might quit, right? He said, I'm thinking about it. And you as a media member cannot say to Aaron Rodgers, I want you to retire. But if Aaron Rodgers announced his retirement and then three months later comes back, it's the same garbage. It's hollow. It's shallow. It's lame. Yeah, I I, I will say, uh, and I don't disagree with much there, but the difference between Favre and uh, Brady is, well, Favre has to maybe do this a couple more seasons of will he, won't he. And I, I think if you're Tampa Bay, um, Roger Clemens you're, did you're the thrilled. same thing. Roger Clemens did the same thing. Yeah, but when the, even Clemens, when those guys came back, they were still net value ads. And I think with the Packers and the Favre and Rogers situation, it was creating a lot of will they, won't they? How do we even prepare to bring in this guy that we drafted in the first round? to be our eventual number one. So, uh, you know, hey, listen, I like, I, and I, I absolutely agree with you that uh, you don't tell a player when to retire. Uh, personally, I, I like to think that uh, he'll never retire. Right. One day he will just get hit uh, at the age of 55 by a blindside block and he'll just explode into a cloud of dust and that'll be the last we'll ever see of Tom Brady. He'll be a force ghost like uh, Anakin Skywalker in the uh, Revenge of the Sith. That's right. I did read that the MLB uh, labor stoppage lasted longer than Tom Brady's retirement. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, like, hey, listen, uh, I got him personally at 35 to one. So uh, I love Tom Brady. I've always loved Tom Brady, um, according to my different perspective. You're just looking at it as if you if you had the bucks at 35 to one before the line changed. You, you got it. What about the guy that bought the ball for a half a million dollars uh, that bought the ball because it was the last touchdown pass of Tom Brady? And yeah. Now that ball is worthless. What timing on that, right? Was it like the day what before timing? that he bought it? What timing? What? I mean, here's what ha- should happen. You know what Tom Brady should do? Give him a half yeah. a million dollars. Or, Give the guy uh, a half a million dollars. Say, I'll buy the ball back from you. And or, you know, and I saw... I saw someone say, have him sign it and just write oops on it or something like that. And that might uh, up the value on it uh, just a little bit. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, you, know, you know, in the in the market making sphere or the crypto trading sphere, uh, we refer to that as getting rugged. And boy, did that guy get rugged hard. Did you see the tweet that I did when the Brady news broke? No, I was traveling at the back end of uh, yesterday when this was all happening. I was literally, I, I, I was, I, I hot spotted my phone to my laptop to place uh, these bets as uh, this was happening in real time. So I couldn't was too driving? much website. Yeah, yeah. No, no, we were on the train. We were on a, we oh, were you were on train. a train, on a train. Yeah, um, yeah. The, uh, what I tweeted was I tried to mute the word, the keywords, Tom and Brady. And when I hit uh, Twitter, there were literally no tweets left. <laughs> oh, serenity. Now, how nice is that? It, it was, it was it, t- Twitter had no, no content. It was all Tom Brady stuff. It was crazy. And it was wild because the NCAA had just had their selection Sunday. Mm-hmm. They're ju- they just had 
the whole selection thing. It was it was crazy the timing of the whole thing. And like I said, I I can't stand it. I I I hate when a player. I like I said, he can play forever if he wants to. You can't do it, and then it, you you can't then go back and say, oh sorry, we'll do it again. As long as I see him take one last kneel down next February, Seth, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, then then you'll be a lot. Then it'll be the uh, the the artist formerly known as the Bavada Ad Odds Podcast. You better- <laughs> See you later, boys. <laughs> yeah, I'm going on to bigger and better things after that. <laughs> All right, it's on to the brackets. And uh, this is, of course, the first round. These two days are really fun days in sports. Uh, they're really fun days. You put it on uh, starting at noon Eastern time, uh, and it goes till midnight, basically. And you'll have 12 hours of wall-to-wall basketball on four networks. It's, it, it's, it's just it's a, it's a cornucopia of basketball goodness. And what I've said all along is a lot of people who put money on this are betting for logos. They're betting for uh, schools like the allegiances. They're betting with their heart. There's very little of the audience. I would say less than 30% of the audience that has, that, that will watch the NCAA tournament, especially the first two rounds did not watch a regular season college basketball. Yeah, and, and as someone who's responsible for uh, returning a nice windfall to uh, the people above me, I encourage people to bet on just the logos. Uh, just the logos. Le- learn nothing else about these teams. Definitely don't go to KenPalm.com and take a look <laughs> at those efficiency ratings. Definitely don't look at splits of you know different five-on-five five personnel. Logos, that's the only thing that matters, folks. <laughs> that's funny. Of course, we're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's break it down here. Let's. Uh, we're not giving you uh, betting advice. You, you, were, you didn't come here to, to fill out your brackets. What we're going to tell you is who the favorites are. And in not every case, the favorite doesn't automatically have to be a top seed. And we talked, we touched on this last week. Uh, it, it's a little bit of uh, uh, an assumption that, when you're ranking these teams and it's by committee, you're picking the best four teams to be the top seeds. The question then becomes of the two seeds of the three seeds of the four seeds, what are the odds of them to win? So let's say we, uh, we go West to East. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Let's start it off in the West bracket. Uh, Gonzaga is the top seed uh, Duke and Mike Krzyzewski with his uh, final season. That's the two seed. Again, I see that as an Elite Eight game. That could be uh, incredible. Uh, The three seed is Texas Tech. The fourth seed is Arkansas. The fifth seed, honorable mention, I want to just mention UConn. Uh, I could could go down down the list. What's your thought here? What are the odds on the Western bracket? Right. And uh, right out of the gate, uh, it's it's Gonzaga, and they are the only uh, regional favorite that is an odds-on favorite, Seth, which means they are greater than 50% than the rest of their competitors at Pavada to win the West Regional. Uh, Gonzaga, of course, uh, is a mainstay amongst the college basketball Blue Bloods. Uh, they were in the national championship game last year against Baylor, unfortunately came up short. Uh, and really, you know, there's probably only two teams. I, I mean, listen, it's college basketball. It's a 40-minute game. Teams get hot. We see this. It's not a series 
they can be upset by other teams, but really you're talking about uh, a regional where it's Gonzaga, it's Duke. And I, I do want to give a little bit of love to Texas Tech just for grinding it out in what I believe was the best conference in college basketball this year, the Big 12, absolutely top to bottom. They really beat up on each other this year. And uh, I like Texas Tech to definitely hang with this team, uh, these other two teams, if not outright take it. So, uh, but that said, Gonzaga did get a pretty good draw, but a well-deserved one. They were the number one overall seed. This is what you get for having such a dominating season. And, uh, you know, candidly, uh, I'd prefer to see Gonzaga off the board. They are one of our liabilities. Not too often that you see chalk be a liability in futures but that speaks to how popular Gonzaga was coming off uh, they've really had a, a few good years in a row right now they are they're one of the few teams in college basketball set that return a lot of seniors they're not uh, these NBA factories like Kentucky like Duke has become more so in recent years with the one and done so that kind of continuity has really allowed them to be a mainstay at the top of the college basketball rankings all right let's go down to the Midwest the top seed is Kansas the number two seed is Auburn. Uh, number three seed is Wisconsin. Number four is Providence. It goes down to Iowa. We can go down to LSU. It goes all the way down to 16. What's your take and what are the odds on the Midwest region? So as you noted, Seth, uh, Kansas is the one seed in the Midwest region and they are the two to one favorite at Bavada. So they are not... Uh, an odds on or outright favorite in the sense that uh, it, it's a much more wide open bracket. Uh, Kansas did get a break in the Midwest regional as a lot of uh, bracketologists. Uh, I don't know that feels weird to say still, even in 2022, um, but they avoided Kentucky. A lot of, uh, a lot of the mock uh, tables, or I guess we have to call it bracketology anyways, had Kentucky as the two seat in that region. And uh, that would have been much more difficult than Auburn, not trying to slight Auburn, but our efficiency ratings do have uh, the Wildcats of Kentucky as a much better team. Uh, Iowa, a little bit sneaky at plus 325 set. They are the five seed, but they are the third biggest favorite in the region. The advanced analytics really like that team. They're playing really good basketball right now coming off the Big Ten tournament. Uh, personally, I'm a little bit disappointed uh, as well as a fan because I will be in Chicago for the Sweet 16. And so I'll probably get in Kansas, but I would have been like it. I would have really liked to get Kentucky in that other game as well. So, so tough break. Anyways, if you're in Chicago that weekend, come say hi to Pat Moore. Uh, the South bracket, the South region, uh, the top seed is Arizona. The number two seed is uh, Jay Wright and Villanova. Uh, Tennessee is the three seed. The fourth seed is Illinois. Five is Houston. Uh, and, uh, of course, I have an honorable mention there. In that bracket, I did some work with uh, Seton Hall, so I'm rooting for Seton Hall. Love that they're the uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Times game on Friday night, the last first-round game. Seton Hall and TCU, but tell me about the South region. The South region, Seth, is uh, another pretty wide open one at Bavada, Arizona at number one. Are your plus 180 favorites? Uh, Tennessee right there at plus 375, uh, coming off the heels of, uh, you know, really strong SEC tournament. Uh, you know, listen, this is the time of year where, uh, you have to throw a little bit of what we thought we knew about these teams in November, December, January, and we see teams get hot and just continue to do it. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, UConn as an honorable mention a couple brackets back and, or a couple regions back, and Tennessee is playing just really consistent basketball right now. I would really watch out for them. Another team that I like, you know, we don't give out picks, but I think could be a little bit underrated, and the analytics community really, really likes them, is Houston, the five seed at plus 550. Uh, unfortunately, Seton Hall, 40 to 1. 
tough break. Probably deserve that 10 p.m. time slot. All right, and then wrapping it up, it's the East region. Uh, Baylor is the top seed. Kentucky, number two. Purdue is number three. UCLA, four. St. Mary's, uh, number five. Uh, goes to Texas at six. We can go all the way down to Norfolk State at 16. What are the latest odds on the East region? Uh, Seth, uh, the East regional is clearly the most balanced uh, region in this March Madness tournament. Uh, and it's the only one where the one seed isn't the outright favorite. Uh, Kentucky at number two are the two to one favorites at Pavada, followed by Baylor. UCLA is right there at four to one, Purdue plus 450. Uh, very wide open. A lot of talent there. You know, Texas plays okay basketball. North Carolina, hey, they ruined Coach K's finale. You got to like that. Um, I, I think this is going to be great. I, I, I can't pick a winner from this region. The analytics love all these teams. The eye tests love all these teams. Uh, it, it's just going to be good basketball. Um, uh, maybe, maybe if you want to step out a little bit, the San Francisco Dons at 20 to one, just, you know, under the radar. But, uh, again, we don't give out picks. We just, uh, we just say things that we maybe kind of like. All right, so there you have it. That's your uh, NCAA action. So uh, you you answered this in the past. How many brackets do you do? I try to do none, Seth, but uh, my wife uh, strong arms me into doing one against her. Uh, she but liked I'm the gonna, world to. But you don't do. You're not one of those people who does two and three and then picks different teams in each bracket. I I never understood that. No, unless I'm trying to. So one thing, and here's a, a good piece of the advice for players uh, that are looking to make a little extra cash is uh, you, you see sports books and uh, not just sports books, uh, you know, Yahoo does stuff like this. They'll offer contests and, uh, yep. you know, sometimes their brackets have what we call overlay. They are paying out more than the people that are actually participating in them. So uh, what I will do myself, aside from competing against Mrs. Morrow is uh, I will try and find sportsbooks that are offering like a guaranteed prize of this and uh, hope that, you know, and you can sometimes track these signups and see like, ah, you know what? Oh, they've only got this many people paying five bucks. So they are exposed. They are going to pay out more out in prizes than they are going to take in. So if that's the case, then yes, then I will dive into the game theory stuff and I'll crank out like 10 brackets real quick. I won't think too hard about it. I'll just use, you know, some advanced efficiency ratings, some contrarian stuff, try and, fade a little bit. Uh, but yeah, th that's really the, deal. I, I, I'm not trying to compete on an equal footing when it comes to brackets with the masses. Uh, I have no time, no interest. I'm generally speaking, uh, betting the game lines, betting the props in game wagering, but, uh, it, it is tough because the wife gloats. She absolutely ear to ear. If she beats the great Pat Morrow in a bracket contest and I don't care, but any because kind of she's going to contest any exactly. Any sports contest. Exactly. If, or any kind of betting, you know, she likes, she'll dabble on the props for the Super Bowl as well. And just the look on her face, if she does better than me. So I, I got to try to be her. It's completely foolish, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll give the bracket against her a, a minute more than I would give it against anyone else. And speaking for the sports book, you don't have to yes. speak for yourself. What was your reaction when the baseball uh, lockout ended and the season was going to happen and it was going to happen in a full season? Forget futures bets and things like that. But now all of a sudden now there's odds on teams again. There's odds on players, the free agent frenzy. The, the, what, what, what's that like? Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's good that baseball is back because it helps cover off what we're offering uh, in the summer. I mean, I, I wasn't worried about baseball not being around uh, for spring training or April or even really May because we'd still have some protection with uh, NHL and NBA playoffs underway. 
But if it uh, led into the summer, uh, yeah, that would have been problematic. I, I do have to tell you, one of my bosses sent me a link and he just said, have you ever heard of Banana Ball? Seth, have you ever heard of Banana Never. Ball before I, I walked? Never. Okay. Have you ever seen the show Futurama? I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Okay. Well, they, so they, they do a version of this called Blurns Ball in Futurama, but it's basically, uh, listeners, Google Banana Ball, search for it on Twitter. I found it. There's a guy on stilts. This is, this is what you're in for. They're, they do skins, like golf betting skins, like each inning is a point. doesn't matter if you scored five runs or whatever. And whoever won the most innings out of nine wins the game. Uh, you can steal first base on a wild pitch from the batter's box, even if it's the first pitch. There's about two dozen other rules. And so one of my bosses said, hey, do you think we could offer this? And I just thought, oh, fuck. I'm trying to solve on the daily regular sports with real rules. And you're sending me a video of somebody on stilts. Oh, and of course, because they were on stilts set, how big was that strike zone? The umpire expanded the strike zone because this person was on stilts. Anyways, uh, <laughs> as you would expect, ground uh, out to second base, um, you know, not a lot of sprinters on stilts. But uh, yeah, so that, that was our contingency plan at Pavada if baseball was not back by, let's say, you know, late May or June, I guess. But uh, uh, thank goodness that uh, we've got a, a traditional summer of sports betting here. Well, I will say, um, you know, this is going to be my first season since 1996 mm -hmm. and I am not covering that sport in one capacity or another. Um, it feels weird, um, but I'm not ready to uh, say, nah, I I'll go for it. I I've debated it. I really have. I, I debated it. People are like, oh, come on. You've been doing it for so long. I, I don't, I can't, I can't watch it. I can't do it. Um, other sports have replaced it in my, in my fandom um, mm -hmm. and baseball right now. Uh, I see much, too much wrong with it. And I think what happens is during the games, it's exacerbated. If this is a season that they say, Hey, the rule changes worked and it's a better sport and it's, it's really cool. And I start to see one person under 40 tweet something nice about the sport. <laughs> You know, then I, I'm not saying never again. I'm not one of those people who's like closing the door. I, I all I'm saying is in mm -hmm. 2022, uh, baseball is not part of my life. It's it, it's not. Um, I owe my entire career to the sport. I owe my the existence of my family to the sport. Uh, working for the league was uh, at the time a dream job, um, but I don't think I could work for the league now. I I right. couldn't. I couldn't do it. Um, Maybe I've seen too much. I know where the bodies are buried. I just I don't, <laughs> I just don't, I, I'm not a believer any, anymore. And uh, that sport's got a lot of issues. And, you know, what I'm hopeful is, you know, in this truncated spring training, uh, the small businesses that host, the, you know, the cities, the small, you know, the smaller cities that this is their big tourism. I hope that they can recoup some of their losses from tourists, you know, that maybe will make the trip down for this abbreviated spring training. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how that's, that's going to work. All I know is baseball's back. I hope it has a positive impact on you guys at Pavada. I, it just because it's not something I'm not buying MLB.tv this year. I can't, mm. I, I, I can't, I'll, I'll probably check out a game or two, but it's not the commitment where I used to watch three and four games a week. And not, not, not by a long shot. Right. And, uh, 
I'm 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 kind of close to where you are with that. Uh, I I still love the MLB playoffs. I think they're fantastic. I think they're compelling. Um, because I haven't been to a baseball game in two years. Because uh, well, first of all, uh, the year they came, uh, the first year of COVID, and then after that, there was just a lot of the Jays playing in Tampa Bay. Uh, the border was closed for the longest period of time, and then. Uh, just traveling in between provinces was a whole thing. So I will, I will make a point to at some point this summer, go back to Toronto and see a Jays game just because I'm originally from Toronto. Uh, they were my team. There's some nostalgia there. I think I will very much enjoy going out to the ballpark with a couple good buddies uh, and, you know, seeing, uh, but it, it's not getting my day to day. I'm right there with you. And I think with how, with how much uh, the fall and the spring and uh, the winter seasons keep me busy. I mean, the summer is, it, it's when I have to disconnect from sports a little bit. Someone else uh, here, uh, you know, we, we've got a long line of people trading these odds at Bavada that can do it very, very competently. So I don't have to pay attention to that. And that's, those months are when I check out. That's what I remember what the outdoors feel like. It's what I remember what, uh, you know, human interaction feels like, because otherwise Monday to Friday, uh, you know, COVID or no COVID, I, I'm pretty much locked into the office. So uh, I, it's great that baseball's back for my friends that love it far more than me. And of course, for the bottom line of Bavada, it, it's all good, but uh, it's, I, I've got too much else going on. All right. This is a uh, very heavy free agency time. There's baseball free agency. There's NFL free agency. We haven't even mentioned that. Uh, the tampering period has, has begun. The regular season starts. <laughs> the, the regular signing starts this week. St. Patrick's Day. And then it's two of the craziest days in sports. The Thursday and the Friday, the first round of the NCAA tournament. I don't care if you're not even a basketball fan. Just watch that. And what you'll hear is people yelling for 12 hours a day. It's they're going from game to 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 game. You cannot keep track. It's so much fun. I, I look forward to one year when I'm not sitting in the chair that I'm sitting in for those 12 hours of back to back to back basketball, uh, just so I can enjoy it with my friends. My friends, uh, they rent a cottage every year with a nice hot tub outside and they've got the drinks going, they've got the good food going, and they just they just enjoy it. And I'm for 12 hours. Listen, I enjoy it too. I love what I do, but I'm in the thick of it. I'm updating lines. I'm checking future. And those, that first Thursday, Friday, I, nothing wipes me out like that. No NFL Sunday wipes me out. Like having that Thursday, Friday of college basketball back to back like that. It is, it is killer. It is killer, but it it is crazy. It's a crazy time. Um, By the way, if you need somebody to pinch it for you with your friends, I'll, I'll go to the college. Thank you, Seth. All right, we'll connect after the show. That's what I'll do. That'll do it for the Bavada Add-Ons podcast. Have a great NCAA tournament. We'll see you next week with the Sweet 16. Can't wait. And remember, Sweet 16, see your boy in Chicago. 